Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Backyard Conversations. Why don't you tell them what we do here, Joey? Uh, here on uh, Backyard Conversations, this uh, channel, this podcast, we uh, aim to have conversations, talk about topics that relate to today's youth, the nation's youth of today. Uh, hard topics that maybe you don't know how to approach, how to think about them. Maybe you're in school and you're like, you know, there's all these different opinions. Uh, we hope to approach these conversations in a way that will help guide you how to think about these things, how to approach these topics in a biblical manner. Um, and uh, hopefully we can edify you with these uh, yep. conversations. And make sure you guys uh, hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell so you can get the notification of every single upload that we put up there. And over anything, share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Uh, we believe that this is going to reach uh, the ears that need to hear this and the minds that need to understand this. So uh, yeah. help us out. Yeah. Amen. And, and today we actually have a guest. Our, our very first, first guest. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's an interesting topic that we're going to be talking about. So it's going to have to touch heaven. It's going to touch hell. It's going to touch testimony. It's going to touch certain areas. Um, But I'm extremely excited because this is something that usually you hear on YouTube or you see videos. But it's it's another level when you actually know somebody that can actually testify about these things. Right. Um, So why don't you tell us your name? Introduce yourself. Oh. Introduce yourself. Who Hi. are you? Uh, my name is Nayeli. Nayeli. <laughs> nice. Well, what, what about your background? Like, you know, um, young, you know. Where are you from? I Raised I here from in Puerto the Rico. States. I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, proud Boricua, as most of us are. Um, yeah, I lived there just for... Just two of us here. Just half of us. I lived there for 11 years, and then my parents decided to move to Maryland, um my parents and my my younger brother um, because they just wanted better opportunities for me and my brother. Um, And so we've been living here for 10 years. It was this August, so last month. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So interesting topic. Um, So we're going to be talking about a testimony here in just a few seconds. Um, But I'm just going to straight jump through to it, okay? So you had an experience that, you know, not many people have you had some sort of experience where god intervened and kind of like showed you hell yes i had an experience where i thought that i was in hell i thought that jesus came and i that was it i was there oh wow um so yeah that's what we're going to be talking about but first uh tell us what's your view before this happened on church and how what, what were you doing like how did this happen like tell us tell us a story yeah, so um, I was raised in the church um, ever since I was a little kid. I remember going to church, and uh, my parents, uh, we have a Pentecostal background. And then when we, that was in Puerto Rico. Um, so up until I was 11, I was going to a Pentecostal church, and you know, just, I feel like I feel like people know. Um, if you know, you know. And then when we moved here, we started going to another church, um, but they didn't really have like much for you to get involved in i was in the worship team but it was very like um not like we do it in church it was not as structured it was mostly like you go on sundays and you know we will have worship practice on thursdays and we'll sing and then we'll go to church and then we'll have food after it wasn't very much like involved and i only say that because i mean they were great pastors like i'm not talking down on them at all they blessed us tremendously and they helped us in many ways 
since we moved here because things for my family didn't go the way that we expected. Um, and they were really the people that we had here that allowed us to stay here and not have oh, to wow. go back. Um, so okay. very blessed for them. And, you know, God did use them and use the pastor. I want to make that clear. But it wasn't a very, like, big church. They were really just trying to start. And there were a lot of people from the Army. So people would come and go. And right. the size would vary. And there wasn't really a youth team. There wasn't a, a kids' ministry. Sometimes they would take the kids back during the service. But it was really, like, time like a mini daycare like you're just playing for a little bit and right. that's it um what else yeah there wasn't any ministries like i said and so i wasn't very involved gotcha. i would mostly like my my life consisted of going to school and going home and seeing if i could hang out with someone or right. uh, doing my homework and yeah but uh you know i've i i knew about god i believed in god um that's awesome uh no that's pretty good so pentecostal background believed in god um was there any uh anything that pushed you to change drastically your view towards god or towards church Prior? at all yeah um i wouldn't say i would give much thought to it okay. like i've always i don't know if it's because i was raised in the church i kind of never gave it a second thought like i never questioned the existence of god i always knew that like god was real um and i didn't feel like it was only because my parents would tell me i truly felt like i had seen the way that god had moved in my family already okay. um and so i i believed and i felt like i believed for myself like maybe i didn't have my own personal experience which i, I didn't because that's actually something that i prayed for and something that i was like oh man, this was this was it once this happened um not what i was expecting but okay i'll take it um surprise yeah but um uh what was i saying yeah i i i did feel like i believed in god and i felt like i i was right with god okay um i i knew that uh i i mean we could all always do better so it's not that I knew that I was, you know, living the holiest of lives, but I didn't, I felt like I was a good person. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like I had a good heart. I was trying to do good. I wanted to serve. Um, maybe mostly, like my focus maybe was mostly I wanted to serve because I just loved people. It wasn't okay. like very Christ-minded. It's not like okay. I want to serve because I want to serve the Lord. It was right. like I want to serve because it's the right thing to do. Right. And, you know, I'm a Christian and that was kind of it. Um, in terms of the afterlife, I didn't really give much thought to it. Because honestly, it would scare me, and sometimes it still does. Um, I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I Did mean, they, to a certain uh, point, there's mysteries and 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 certain things that, to this point, I'm like, uh, <laughs> something I would definitely be asking in the future. Right, right. Did they did they talk about that in church a lot? What? Like, was it that type of Pentecostal church where they talk about a lot a lot about going to hell or going well, to heaven? To be honest. <clears throat> Like I said, that was in Puerto Rico, and I left there when I was 11. Okay. So I really mm -hmm. don't have much memory of sitting through sermons and yeah, actually focusing yeah, and paying attention, attention to much. the sermons. Oh, okay. I would yeah. go over there. There was like a kids ministry, so right. I would go to you know Sunday school and everything. But they didn't really focus on those kind right. of topics. It was mostly just like stories of the Bible, like right. for for children, like developmentally appropriate for children. And right. um, and when I was getting up to the age where they got into those topics in those like Sunday schools that they have separated for youth, we moved. Right. Um, and then at, at this new church, like I said, they didn't. No, it was mostly their their preaching was like on the grace of God and. Oh wow! And the Yo, my 
My first sermon was about hell. <laughs> As my, a kid? Yeah, my very Bro, first sermon was about hell. You gotta get the seven year old to preach about yo, hell. I, and I think I think I got the video. You it's know? still the fear of God oh in these seven year olds. Fear of God. Yo, I, I was telling people, what? adults, like, y'all going to hell. You guys come here and pray and you don't pray when you go home, you're going to hell. Bro, what? So so wait, <laughs> so I, I actually have a I have a question. So we're gonna talk about uh, Naomi's uh, experience about you know the, the way she you know saw certain things um, and then I remember that day because um, you approached me and I uh, tried to calm you down uh, and we talked through it. But um, I'm gonna ask you a question that might might be a curved question here. Um, <laughs> do you think that before this experience, do you do you think that you would have gone to heaven if you were just going by I'm just a good Christian and a good person? No. The only thing that gets you to heaven is Jesus. It doesn't matter how good you are if you don't have Jesus. Bam. Faith. Preach. There's nothing else. Yeah, so uh, you can be a good person, you can be a good Christian, but that doesn't guarantee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's faith by grace, not faith by... Or saved by grace, saved, not saved through works. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, basically words and acts. Right. So... And before you, before you start bashing us in the comments about that, <laughs> right. we're not we're not we're not saying that works don't matter. Yeah, it's just that the faith pushes you to do works, but the real source to get to heaven is first believe in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, calm down as your Lord and Savior. Um, so, talk to us. You apparently went to hell, right? I I apparently did. Tell us your story. Um. Okay. So, like, we just had the little background, so I was living my life, you know, doing my thing, going <laughs> to school. Um, I went to my friend's house, my first friend that I ever had when I moved here. Oh, given, just for, for time reference, this happened in November, it's going to be two years. Wow. Yeah. So. This is two years ago? Yes. When did you move here? Um, well. She was 11. I, I was 11? Yes, I was 11. But I was going to say, like, that's the one friend that I have since i moved here like oh, okay. the first okay. friend that i ever okay. had but you know obviously we've been friend for a while now because it was two years uh-huh. ago uh-huh. so yeah um so we hadn't hung out in a while and um she lives a little bit further away now from me so i just hadn't seen her in a while we go to different schools and we were just gonna have a sleepover like good old times um because we used to live close together when when i moved here um so i went to her house and we were having a sleepover it was normal and then it was kind of just a chill night. Uh, we were just hanging around. And then I don't remember how the conversation came about, but she shared that, like, you know, she had, oh, my friend is a Christian, too. I don't know if it, well, mm, a Christian like me, like how I was, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like how I was pre quote, this. Quote, unquote. Yeah, so we were both, yeah, but I want to say, like, she she wasn't someone, like, she was someone that she also knew about the Lord. Okay. Um. So... And I only say this because for some reason I felt like I could trust that mm-hmm. because I remember I was in disbelief when she told me. Basically, this all started because I had some some Cheetos uh, that she said were made with weed. Um, she got them from New York, some truck in New York, some sketchy truck. She had just went like the weekend before I went to her house. I didn't even say so they were edibles. I don't know. Yes, they were edibles. Edible Cheetos. But I, okay. I truthfully, I don't know... Um, like if that that was the only thing that was in them i i'm gonna make a side note real quick because of this experience i went to a psychologist because i was going cry cry um yeah no just because i like all my thoughts were just all rambled up and and 
I want to say like a couple a couple of months in, like this is all that I would think about. Right. I lost a ton of weight. Like I would literally not be hungry all day long. I would eat one meal a day so that my parents wouldn't notice that there was something super wrong with me. Right. Yeah, and I wanna I wanna oh make gosh. emphasis for this. So this is what we call a life changing experience. Um, I do remember the day that you came to church and actually I was praying in my house and I had a crazy experience at my house and I was like, yes, I felt empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then uh, you came to me and I was like, whoa, <laughs> maybe this was, was, was the prayer time was preparing me for, for you. Oh. For, for 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 me to be you know uh, confident on what uh what to say and and you know and, and for me to have my ear open to hear you out um but when i tell you when she tells you that um this was affecting her this was affecting her <laughs> like i saw her and um and i uh immediately knew that something had happened of course my mind went to the most horrible thing that you know i thought that somebody passed away Oh, I thought that, you know, something, you know, bad happened to your life. Uh, in an ens- es- essence, I think it w- it's actually something good. It, it, you, probably not the first person that has an experience where comes from a Christian background. They take some sort of, uh, you know, drug. Um, and I'm not. I'm going to pause right here because some people could be, oh, it's the effect of the drug. Psychedelic, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> fam, mm-hmm. an experience can in an experience of a of a drug can can give you a good time a bad time or a bad trip like you call it but it's not gonna change your life only god can change your life and i'm not saying like um like this is something that you should consider doing in order for you to meet god Uh, (laughs) because because we have that community as well and no there's there's ways that you can connect with god and to ways that you can you know have experiences with god and his holy spirit um but this is something that impact you to the point where you were not able to sleep like you were saying that's the only thing that you talked about that's the only thing that you would say and i remember in the conversation something that you constantly kept saying is that it is all real god is real heaven is real hell is real so you take these drugs and then what happened um wait so i was i was doing a side note that i went to the psychiatrist but i don't mm-hmm. remember what it was oh basically from she what i Cheetos. told her mm-hmm. yeah but from what i had told the psychologist she was telling me based on some studies or something there was probably something else in there because she had had other well. patients that like experienced similar things um and they call it what they said like a trip a bad trip um yeah. but quickly on what you said about um you know this being an effect of the drug i tried to justify in my mind that thought so many times and it just i can't like i know i tried to tell myself like no it was just a drug because it would make my life easier to go on and live and like calm my brain down and my thoughts i just couldn't like there was there was no way there was no way like a drug I don't know. I, I had never done drugs before either. So I would tell myself like, oh, like I just, you know, reacted crazy and I didn't know what to expect. And, um, you know, I don't know what to expect. So maybe this is just normal, but it wasn't. And I later, you know, I've spoke to people that have done weed for years and other drugs that are worse for, you know, and have had crazy experiences like that, too. It doesn't compare like and I, I liked what you said. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, Okay, what was your question? So, what happened next after the Cheetos? Oh, yeah. So, you eat these edibles. Now, what happens? 
can I can I ask a quick question? Yes. Was that the first time you ever had any yeah. sort of drug of any sort? Yes. I mean, I, yes. Yeah. I had like second <laughs> smoke. Like I was in a a car one time and it was hot boxed. Maybe okay. once or twice. Okay. But I only felt like a little dizzy. Like I okay. got out quickly and it it was fine. Okay. So oh, this is like mom you actually. Yeah, I mean, mom and dad. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not proud of this, but in my experience with doing drugs, uh, no, the weed we doesn't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I've I've tried many potent weeds in the past uh, before getting saved, and no, nah, no weed ever made me see stuff like that ever. <laughs> the other drugs, yeah, but not 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 that. But you are right, because I did see stuff, but none of that changed me. It made me laugh. I, you kind of shrug it off. But if it's something that's spiritual, then yeah, it'll it'll change you. So I'm already I'm already thinking about what what we're gonna read. I'm telling you, I'm already thinking about what we're gonna read in the comments because a lot of people attribute the spiritual with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the thing. Science tries to dictate the spiritual with the neuron in your brain, the DMT. And apparently, if that fades away and you're able to see what's not real, apparently that's just a trip. That's what they call a trip. But they try to attribute the spiritual stuff with that. But no, no, it's it's, uh, it's way more than that. It's not just an experience. It's life changing. Right. Yeah. I feel like the fact that I ate, you know, the weed or the Cheetos or whatever the heck was in them was definitely something that God used for the experience. But it wasn't the cause of everything. Right. Um, okay. So back back to me eating uh-huh. these Cheetos. So she gives me the bag of Cheetos. It was unopened. Um and I start eating them. I, I ate one. And then I start talking to her. And then next thing I notice, I almost finished the whole bag um, of Cheetos. Almost the whole bag. Apparently, like, and it had instructions. You were supposed to eat, like, three or four. I almost finished the whole bag. Oh, God. Um, so oh, that, that happened. And then <laughs> oh, it was, like, 10 p.m. And then I remember we, like, went to her couch in her living room. And we were just watching TV. And... When I realized that I had almost finished the whole bag, like I started to freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like 11 and nothing happened. So I started to like, I was like, okay, like, you know, we're good. Like I, I, I almost ate the whole bag. Like maybe they were, oh, my friend had told me maybe they were bad. Like they were there for a long time. And we just like watched a movie and we were like super chill and I was on my phone and that was it. And then I got later and I don't know about around what time, but we went upstairs to her room because she was tired. Oh, I don't know. Well. I don't know if this matters, but she also had like wine and like I drank the wine and she also had a vape and I smoked some of the vape. And I <laughs> think it had confession. Sorry. I think it had okay, well like, let me just say just let me just confession. say I've always like in my high school people always smoked weed. You could always smell it in yeah. the halls. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like super crazy. But I've always been curious as to what is it? Like what is it that drives so many people to like yeah. do this? I, I and, went to that too. And people would like explain that, you know, it calms them down and it makes them be chill and, and some people are like, I use it to escape from my pain and blah blah blah. And I've always had a curiosity. And I'm not gonna lie, her mom was at home. I sh- I should have said this. Her mom was at home. It was just her brother. And so I felt like I was, you know, just chilling in the house, no mm-hmm. supervision. I was there until the next I was there till the weekend. Like, I could have been there the weekend, but I chose not to because this happened. Right. And then I went home, and this was a Thursday. So then I went home, and then I had went to, to church because I was on a Friday. But I was supposed to be there the weekend, so I was, like, super relaxed. I was like, this is my time. 
I'm going to try this because I've always like been interested. So <laughs> I had a moment I, like that, and I genuinely like I didn't think about it when I when I tried it. I just kind of did it. I was like, this is it. Like this is for me. Yeah. It's like perfectly planned. I'm gonna grab these Cheetos. Like cool, you 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 do weed now, and you're supposed to be a cool. Like let me do it too. It can't be that bad because if right. you do it and you're sure. Um, and so that was kind of like how well my mood was. I was just like super chill. I was like, whatever, this is normal. People do it, and it's medicinal, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah. So it was. We went upstairs, and I don't know. Maybe it had been like two hours at this point. I started to get mad because I didn't feel anything. <laughs> I know this is so bad. This is so bad. Yeah. But I was like getting mad. I was like, bro, like what what is What's this the all point? about? Yeah, okay. like, I got mad I'm kind of bummed so like that happened to me too. Really? Where I tried I well, I tried to smoke and uh it got it, it basically got stolen from us. And I only managed to get one hit from some other guy. And I didn't get the, I didn't get to get high. I was you got like, a burnt bro. throat. Yeah, I got a burnt throat. That was it. I was, well, but I, was I mad. ate half a bag of mm. edibles. <laughs> but and I know what really, you're saying. Though, I'm I really sitting there like, is something going to happen? Like, I spent money. Is, dang, so, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I wasted money on that. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, so, yeah, then I just remember being on my phone and being super relaxed. And then my friend had gone to sleep. And so she's just, like, laying in her bed. I'm laying next to her on, on my phone. And um, all of a sudden... My body just went like super numb, like my entire body in a way that I had never experienced before. And it was like super weird. And I just felt it like a rush, like an actual rush. And I was like, cool, just kept being on my phone and then it wouldn't go away. And I was like, what is this? Um, Just kept being on my phone until the point that I like I got up and I remember I went to this mirror that she had in her room and I just like started looking at myself and I kept feeling it and I would like feel more like numbness it's like kind of tingles all mm-hmm. over my body felt slow and then everything started to move slow motion like that's spacey, what i was getting like i'm looking at slow. myself and i'm just like whoa like everything's mm-hmm. going slow motion and i started like i was so excited i was like this is it like i'm experiencing it this is what people talk about like mm-hmm. i feel it like <laughs> yeah. oh cool oh, nice and then basically it was like that i want to oh this was at like 2 a.m., 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. Yeah, it was like four hours wow. later. It was at 2.36, actually. 2.36 a.m., I remember. Because um, I had my phone, so I looked at the time. Um, so uh, for the next, I want to say like 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. Uh, first of all, I felt like I had been a year in those 30 minutes and 40 wow. minutes. Like literally, but, really? Yeah, but I was kind of wow. just like... Uh, chilling like i remember i was smiling and i was laughing and i don't know if i should go to my notes because i feel like i get all over the place because this is kind of where it starts but prior to me feeling like i went to hell um i was just kind of chilling like nothing really was happening i thought it was whatever um and then kind of another side note i actually have a video Uh, that I took of myself when I was okay, like before this happened. Well, not okay, I wasn't okay, but before this happened. And at the end of the video, it was just something super interesting because I I never noticed it before because I never brought myself to to look at it again. Uh, But I like record my friend because she was still sleeping and I just look at the camera and I'm like, it's gonna be okay, like we're gonna be okay. 
Um, and that was the end of the video. Like, that was just super random. Yeah. Um, but anyways. So you're the only one awake here, too? Yes, yeah. but then uh. right before it happened, she woke up and she saw everything. Uh, so right before I started to feel, well, okay. So I was just chilling in the room and then she woke up. Um, and I just talked to her for a little bit and I'm just like, you know, like, this is like, I feel crazy, dude. And she's like, yeah, like you, you're feeling it. And I was like, no, dude, like this is crazy. So I'm just (laughs) acting like weird. And I was on the phone, um, with another friend at the time and I'm just like having a good time. And then I kind of sit in like a corner of her room and I kind of just remember looking at her and I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you but I'm really starting to lose air in the room. And I remember thinking, like, I don't want to freak out because I feel like if I freak out, this is going to get really bad. Bad, yeah. But I started to feel like I couldn't breathe. And I told her, I was like, I don't want to scare you, but I really, like, on a serious note, this is me. I'm starting to feel like I can't breathe. Like, I don't know. I, I need to. And she had given me, like, Gatorade and water because a friend that was on the phone uh, was smoking a lot of weed. And so they were like, just give her Advising water. You, just yeah. give her water. Like, just have a... Nothing worked. Um, anyways. Oh yeah. Side can't, note. Can't uh-huh. uh, weed weed when when you smoke it makes it does make your mouth dry, your throat dry. When you eat an edible it does the same thing. I don't know, it's like a side effect type of thing. But you get the urge to drink and eat stuff, but you don't feel that you're eating or drinking. You're just eating and eating it's and eating and eating. Pit. Yeah, you're just like you're just eating. And then one time I, I I ate and I ate and I drank and I ate and I ate and then I threw up. And then after I threw up, I kept eating. <laughs> no, like it's a weird notion. It's, it's just weird. I had an Oreo because I was hungry, but also because I was thinking of that. I was like, everybody says they eat. I'm like, I know this is. I think that's in the video. I was like, I know this is stereotypical, but I'm gonna eat this Oreo and enjoy it because I'm high. But yeah, that's when it really all began. I don't think there's any more important notes prior to this. Um, I just told her she was awake. And I did you want to say something? No. So uh, one thing that I did want to mention, though, that you did uh, uh, just so that we're clear here. Uh, she had no intentions to have a experience with God. Oh, no. God was not in the mind. God was I not even, even in the picture. Happen. Yeah. So and just enough. Sorry. Go I'm ahead. so sorry. That was honestly the last thing on my mind because if I would have thought of God, I would have been like, guilty. Let me, let me not yeah. do this. Let no me one, be responsible. No one truly expects to experience something like that while you're either high or drinking anything like that. That's the last thing. You Especially think about. like my dad. My dad was, was sorry, puppy. My dad was crazy when he was young, <laughs> and so he would tell me a lot. Ever since I was little, he would tell me a lot of his experiences and just be like, you know. This is why I'm telling you because I don't want the same thing to happen to you. To you yeah. Learn from my experiences. It didn't bring me anything. I'm I I had to stop, um, and I had consequences. Mm-hmm. You know to, so, you know I had. I don't want to say I, I was prepared, but my parents did take the time to educate me on like drugs and like mm-hmm. don't do it. And so I didn't I didn't take the time to give any of that any thought. Like I right. just did it because. Right. It's the trend. It's what it's popular nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, if you fall into this rabbit hole, because one, you can do it just to be curious and say, "Oh, let me know how it feels. Let me see how it feels." In reality, the reason why I started smoking is because I felt a huge gap in my heart and I wasn't able to feel it. Uh, for me, it was not a curiosity thing. But even if you do it for fun, you're opening a door. That could potentially harm you in the future. Yep. Mm. 
it's like you got to be very careful with these things uh to all my high school kids out there to the young adults you got to be very careful with these things because one it's an escape and then the way you react to negative circumstances in your life can lead you to become addicted to these things yep so when we tell you that um this is a unique story this is a uh, a unique uh, uh, a situation. This is something unique. This is not something that you should be seeking. You shouldn't be smoking to, to meet with God. You shouldn't. I want to emphasize this because I know there's some shenanigans out there mm-hmm. and some people misinterpret the word. No, uh, this is all, uh, you know, a unique experience, a personal experience um, that, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, there's a Bible verse that says everything works out for good for those who love the lord and i genuinely think that in your you know life you wanted to know god and you 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 know you believed in god like you said earlier um but there was not an awareness um so just to put it out there don't do drugs (laughs) don't do drugs uh nothing good is going to come out of it uh, don't even think about it uh, because you're opening a door that you're going to regret opening. And you might not have a negative uh, experience like Joey did or like Nayeli did. And you might actually have a positive experience. And the next thing you know, you're 45 years old That's with true. no jobs, addicted to weed, still living at your mama's house. Right. Um, so this is dangerous. This is nothing to play with. Yeah. Um, and especially now that the rates of depression have increased, especially now that loneliness has increased, especially now that suicide has increased, you know, what you need is God. You don't need more weed. You don't need another high. You need God. You need the, the grace of God. You need the love of God. And you need to experience God. And I'm not going to lie. I have done in the past uh, drugs, uh, but there's nothing that compares to the presence of God. Yeah. Um once you experience at least two one second two seconds three seconds i don't know how to explain it to you but a pre- the presence of god being in the presence of god it's it is beyond uh explanation it's beyond what i can what i can tell you um so just a side note there but you telling uh you're telling us you were telling us that the room started to get a little tight uh so you couldn't breathe uh so you're running out of uh breath so what happened right so i told my friend um that you know i'm not trying to scare you but i i'm starting to feel like i can't breathe and then i kind of started to lean back um and then that's kind of where it all began um i know she came closer to me she like moved from the bed and moved closer to me and all of a sudden everything got like super dark and super blurry and i started to go into like a spiral and i just remember like going like this and like falling backwards and i remember that she said the other friend was still on the phone and my friend was like oh like this is this is what always happens Mm. or something like that and i just remember like just hearing her words were like super scary i was like i don't know what's about to happen but i don't want it to happen like i'm done i i I experienced it i i'm tired of this i don't like how it feels anymore i'm done but really that's when it all started so all of a sudden everything became super real and i at this point like i just felt like i lost control of of my body and i want to read 
the first words because I, I wrote them down two weeks after this happened. I kind of just tried to sit on my laptop and write a couple things down. I feel like I waited too long because there were things that I could already not remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the first words that I said as I, I'm like going into a spiral and like going back, right? And everything's becoming dark. And the first things that I said to her, I was like, wait, let me look. Sorry. They're fine. Okay. They're fine. I started to scream. Oh, yeah. I started to scream, and I started to freak out. And the first words that came out of my mouth were, it's all so real. God really sent his one and only son to die for us on the cross. Jesus is the savior, the savior of this world, the creator. He is coming back for his church. It's true. It's real. Like, it's all so real. And I'm just screaming off the top of my lungs. Um, And I talked to her after this, and she told me, like, she put her hand in my mouth, and she's bigger than me. Like, uh, uh, she's a chunky girl. Uh, she threw her whole body on top of me to, like, stop me from, I don't know. She, like, said that I was spazzing, um, and I just started going off the walls, like, screaming. Mm. And I'm just like, it's all so real. Like, Jesus. And I remember when I said that, like, I didn't really want to say it. I knew, and like I said, I felt like I lost control of my body. And everything that I said through this experience after this point, it didn't really feel like it was my control. I knew that the words were going to come out of my mouth. And I knew it was going to hurt when I said it for some reason. Maybe because I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, And maybe because I was already just so scared. Because at this point, everything just got scary to me. Um, And it wasn't a joke anymore. So, yeah. So, let me go back to this. So, you started screaming. You started saying, it's real, it's real. Um, so, you spiraled down into this hole, this uh-huh. dark hole. So, did you actually see something? Like, no. What did you see? Just darkness? I feel like my experience was mostly based on what I felt. Um, after I said those words to her, I started to feel the worst pain that you could ever feel in your entire life. Um, and I don't, I don't, hold on. Sorry. You're fine, you're fine. Take your time, yeah. Was it like physical pain? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Well, you started feeling physical, physical pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I just want to say, at this point, I felt like I lost control of my body and my mind. And when I said those first words, I like realized what was happening. And I realized, I was like, the Lord, you know, the Lord is coming from his church, like right now. Like it's really happening right now. Everything that I've heard all my life, like it's true and it's really happening. And I spoke to my friend because I was conscious that she was still there. Like during this whole time, I, w- I could still like see her room. Okay. I was conscious that I was in her room. And I could feel that, like, she was scared, and she looked at me, she was like, Nayeli, stop. Like, Nayeli, no, like, you're fine. Like, stop. Calm mm-hmm. down. Um, but I couldn't control my words. And like I said, it's like I knew what I had to say before I said it, and then the words just came out of my mouth. Um, and again, after this, I just said, like, Jesus is real. Like, this is no joke. Jesus is real. Um, and at this point, I felt excitement because I thought I was going to heaven. So I just felt super excited. Uh, but I was kind of scared and I didn't know why I was scared because I'm supposed to be going to heaven because Jesus is coming. And I remember that it hurt because like I said, like my body physically hurt. Um, and so what my mind thought of this time was that this was the worst pain ever because it was the worst pain. Like the last time I was ever going to feel pain 
because、mm. in heaven there is no pain. Right. So I kept feeling this pain, and I'm just screaming, and I'm like, "This is so real! Like Jesus is so real!" I'm screaming off the top of my lungs. I'm freaking out, and I remember like I I would think like this hurts so bad, like this is so painful, and I would think like I can't get any worse than this. Like this is it. After this, I'm going to heaven, and I'm good, and like I'm never gonna feel pain again. But then it would get worse, and I, I just. Yeah, it was kind of like that for I don't know how long. It honestly felt forever. Like I can't really time this because in real time it wasn't what it actually felt like.、Mm-hmm. I felt like this took forever. Felt、mm-hmm. like I was there for eternity is the best word that I could use to describe it. Obviously, it wasn't forever, but that's what it felt like.、Yes. Sorry, no, no. You're good. You, is there was there like a specific part of your body that you felt this pain, or was it just like everywhere? Was so, it like an internal sort of you felt it somewhere in there?、Or? Yeah, so. Like I said, I felt that I lost control of my body. I'm laying down on the floor, but I was moving. I know this is kind of weird. I kept doing these weird movements. I don't know. Oh, this is recorded. So I would just kind of go like this, and then I would move my hands like this, and then I would come to my face, and I would like open my eyes. This feels so weird right now.、Um, that was it. I was moving like that the entire time. After this, I asked my friend. Um, oh, and sometimes I would like move my back, like really weird. I don't know if it was to get comfortable or what it was, but I laid down the whole time. I remember sometimes my right leg would move, but it was just my foot, not my leg, just my foot. And I remember during the experience, like I wanted to move a different way because I was getting so tired and I felt so creeped out at the fact that I was moving and I didn't want to move because I didn't want to be doing that. It was creepy,、uh, but I was afraid to even try. To move a different way, so I, I, I just remember thinking that, and after this, I, I spoke to my friend, and she said that I did move like this the entire time, but I didn't do the other stuff, but like in real life, like I was just going like this the entire time, and just like shaking like on the floor, like going like this.、Mm. Um. Something else that she said is the the times that I would talk. I think like three times she said that I just said this is the worst experience that I've ever felt, and like I wouldn't wish this on anyone. I think she said I said that like three times.、Um, other than that, just the screaming, because she heard the screaming and everything that I said. And at random times, I would tell her、um, that it was gonna be okay. And I would tell her like, "Don't worry, like it's gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay." But I would say that, and like I wouldn't even believe it. I was like,、mm. "Let me try to believe it."、Um, but yes. So you're feeling this physical pain. So you, you you're feeling it everywhere. Yeah, it was it was everywhere in my body, but I want to say mostly I felt it in like my upper and chest upper body.、Okay. Um, wow. Really, mostly my my chest. Like so,、right、you're、here. feeling like real, real pain, like、you're、something like, that you've never experienced. Like, was it like what can you like? The ba- best way I can yeah, describe, can describe yeah, it, like stabbing, stabbing, like wounds,、uh, it headache. Was like you have fifty elephants on top of you. <laughs> oh, so it's like <laughs> just crushing. So it's like weight pain. Yeah. Like your、so、bones、like、are pressure. being like. It, it it wasn't like someone was like hurting me. No, it's it like, was just like I can't. So it's kind of like when you're. It's like so. It's like when you're at the gym. Or oh, go ahead. And, and you, you gotta lift the bar. Yeah, yeah, and you could feel the pain <laughs> on you of trying to push it, and、uh, but just it's just not stopping. It's continuous. What what about being paralyzed? Have you ever had that experience where you are sleeping and 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 you uh you 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 get paralyzed and you、yeah. can't move and, and yeah, you feel that sleep paralysis? You, yeah. yeah. Have you、I've、had any? No. So I did, and、uh, I actually、um, it was something that I I struggle with in the beginning of my faith in God、um, because、um, I was fighting a demon. 
to be honest. Um, that's what uh, the Holy Spirit revealed to me at the end of the journey because I started fasting. I started uh, trying to deliver, seek deliverance from the Lord from certain things that were in my life that uh, were not positive or not none of them positive in my life. And they were, you know, messing with my mind. So I would have these experiences where um, I my room would change, the atmosphere would change, and I would be paralyzed and I couldn't move. And the only thing that would take that away is to say the name of Jesus. So I would, but I couldn't say the name of Jesus. So it was like, you know, I had to like, push it out and as soon as i say jesus everything went away so then i kept asking the holy spirit why is this happening and i because i would wake up and i would start reading all the psalms the uh you know the, the, the you know the psalm 91 yeah like you know you'll crush the enemies and uh you'll crush their bones um then later the holy spirit reveals to me um that uh it was for me it was an experience that was allowed for me to understand the power that has been given to the church. Uh, once that clicked in my mind, I rebuked it and I went to sleep in peace and I never had that experience again. Huh. Never. I've heard of people where they had sleep paralysis and something literally physically choked them. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, they couldn't even breathe. They just felt all this like two arms and then they said Jesus in it. It went, yeah. Um, so it's interesting you, that you say that because um, that you felt weight and that you felt pain. Um, that's uh, that's curious. Um, what I mostly is. felt was fear. Okay. Like from this point, it was like a blanket of fear had literally covered me, and I couldn't take it off. That yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, I'm sorry, I was I was waiting for you to say something like that. Because every single experience that I've I've heard about of hell, every single person that I've listened to when they talk about hell, that's the first thing they talk about, the fear. They said that the fear is not like, it's not like an emotion. It's like something that wraps you, it hugs you, and you can feel the weight of the fear on you. And it becomes so real that, you know, it's not something that you feel no more. Now it's all over you. And uh, it's just one of, the, one of the attributes that exists in hell. And hell, fear is a big thing because... Uh, the presence of God, yeah, the Bible says the presence of God covers the whole earth and everything. The presence of God is everywhere. But in hell, hell is the absence of the presence of God. Meaning that the people that decide not to follow Jesus, they go to hell not because Jesus sends them to hell. It's because they choose to live a life separated from God. So when you die, you've already manifested that in the spiritual realm. I want to be in eternity away, away from, from the presence God. of God. And that's that's what's in the presence of God. Nothingness, darkness, fear. There's nothing there that governs or that can put a cap like this is as much pain as you can feel. Mm-hmm. This is as much as you experience. This is as much fear as you can fear. Like nah. It's just chaos. It's just full blown chaos. Yeah. And let me let me now that we're talking about hell and heaven. I do want to make things clear uh, for the people listening to there, because um, listening to us, some people might say, um, "Why would he- why would hell exist? If God is so good, then why create a hell? Why would God create, you know, a hell? Why would He allow it? Why do we need saving? God is bad. God is evil. His intentions are intentions are evil. There's a bunch of people that have this." Um, view of God and when you come to meet the father in a biblical way uh, and you see his mercy to the point where we were supposed to die when we sinned 
Adam and Eve were supposed to die. The consequences of death, I mean, of sin, was death. Mm -hmm. Yet they walked out of the garden. Alive. Breathing. So don't come and say God is harsh. God placed these people in a perfect environment where they can you know uh, push for a better future he gave them the ability to choose because if he would have taken that away then it would have been a control environment and 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 in a control environment you're being forced to worship god you're being forced to love of god when that that is not what god intended us uh, to, to be like it is not a forced environment it's something that genuinely has to come from our hearts Adam and Eve had the ability to speak directly with God. Adam and Eve had the ability and the gift to see God and to be able to, you know, you know, witness all of this. They sin against God by eating from the wrong tree and they walk out alive. And I think it's important that you say it's a choice because I think another thing we don't think about is that it's not like God God doesn't send us to, to hell. hell. Exactly. We choose that we we tell God, okay, I don't I don't want to be with you. He's like, okay, go. Don't, right. don't be with me. Right. Just go in this place. I mean, if he did create it, he probably created it because there were beings that didn't want to be with him. He was okay. Go. Right. It's not and like it's not like he's he's sending us it's not it's not like we're kind of we're putting this on ourselves. Like I think we have to be aware that it's not like God is like smiting us or I don't know. He's right. he's, he's he's giving you what you want. You don't want to be with him. You don't want to be separated. You want to be in a place that's absent from God. He's giving you that. He gives you that choice and you made the choice and now you're in this place and there's a bunch of chaos. Right. That's what you chose. Yeah, scripture yeah. even says he doesn't want no one to be condemned. He says he wants everybody to proceed to repentment, specifically because God wants to be one with his creation. God wants to have a relationship with his creation. It's since the beginning, that's how that's what God always wanted. The problem is uh mankind decided to go a different route. But here's the thing, God establishes the route. Here's the route. Here's what here's what this road will take you. Here's what this decision will take you. But I can show you a better decision. If you go this way, I'll lead you to life. But if you choose to go another way, it's going to lead you to hell. And then God lets you choose. At the end of the day, you're driving your own car or your boat, however you want to call it. You're driving your own car down the road that you decide to drive. And if God is telling you, if you go left, you're going to get lost. And because of your stubbornness and your pride, you go left. Don't blame God when you go to hell. That was your own stubbornness. <laughs> yeah. I warned you about it. And and to a certain point, the closer I get to God, the the more I I understand that I know nothing, <laughs> because He's so all I don't know. Uh, he is wisdom. Yeah, He He's so magnificent. And um, but I do I can say this: He left the ninety nine for the one. So even when we choose the wrong path, He doesn't stop trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at this at this video. God might be trying to get your attention right to be saved from eternal punishment right you know this is all real um, and don't believe me do your research mm-hmm. yeah start looking into the credentials of the Bible start looking at where the Bible came from so, was it a white was it a white man religion no it's not it, the first church was not even in Europe <laughs> so you got all of these nonsense that are covering the truth and one thing that the word says and it stands true right now is that the truth will set you free once you know the truth it will set you free so um 
just want to you know emphasize that we are talking about you know heaven and hell but it's interesting that you have this experience because um like you were saying a lot of people attribute these kind of experiences with fear with paralysis mm -hmm. with weight with uh the darkness feeling darkness not being able to breathe not being yep. able to breathe yeah all of those things are um it, it's it's kind of intriguing to to hear that from you um when you're having this um experience so please tell us more yeah so you're like you're you're feeling pain you're fear huh yeah so at at this point i'm still really just repeating that like jesus is real and everything is real and i'm feeling the pain and i'm thinking that i'm going to heaven um but it hurts and i don't know why i feel fear um and then it got to the point where right after this it's like i physically like i felt my soul please bear with me but i felt my soul leaving my body like i'm laying on the ground and i like just felt something going up and it was like that weight that i was feeling i felt that as it was like coming out and like going up and i didn't completely go all the way up like it was just like a little bit of woo, and then all of a sudden i start to go down and then When I was going up, I, I don't know if this matters, but when I was going up, it was like I was completely going up. And then it was kind of like, oh, wait a second. And I remember that I didn't want to go up. Like, I, I know I know this is like a cliche, because, but honestly, this, this was just my experience. I saw a light. It was like a super bright light, and I knew it was God. I didn't see his face, because no one knows what God looks like. Um, I didn't hear his voice, none of that. I just saw the brightest, purest, most powerful light that I've ever seen in my entire existence. And I knew that it was God. Like, I knew this was it. So I was like, I'm going up. Like, this is it. But for some reason, I just kept going like, no. Like, I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. And I was so scared to see God. It's like, what am I going to tell you? I know I wasn't living my life the way that I was supposed to. I know I yeah. could have been doing better. God, I'm What high. am I going to tell you? Like, <laughs> this is happening right now, and I'm not ready. God, yeah. I'm not ready to, to, to look at your face. If, if it's already this bright from over here, I don't want to get any closer. Wow. I just, like, started to, like, feel fear. And I remember I said no to God. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. <sighs> That's crazy. And then I start to go back into my body. And then the weight came right back, rushing back. And then I start feeling my soul, like, go this way. Just down, down. But it never, uh -huh. like, de like left me. Uh -huh. Like, when I went up, it like I felt like I, my whole body, you know, like, I'm kind of just, like, laying down. And I just felt like my whole body but went lifted. up. Uh -huh. And then I came down, and it was like I still stayed attached to, to me. But I went right down. Um, and then... That's really when I started to move in like those movements that I was telling you earlier. That's really when that started because before I was just kind of like spazzing and freaking out and screaming. But that's really when like my whole like hand movement and all of that started happening. And I, I want to emphasize on when I would go over my eyes, I would always see a little bit brighter. And I remember my dad used to always tell me to pray for God to open your eyes. Um, How do, you, how do you say this in English? Para que abra tus ojos espirituales. Open your spiritual like eyes. Right. Uh -huh. um, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Good. I'm very new at this. No, okay. um, so, 
I remember that every time I would go over my eyes, I would like think of that and I was like, my eyes are being open and I would see that light. Like I would see God as I was moving, you know, doing those movements. Um, now, this is when I started to go into like a loop. When I like felt like my body went completely down, that's when I realized I was like, I didn't go to heaven. I'm in hell. Like this is hell because all the weight came back. I felt like the pain, the fear, everything there was like to a hundred. Wow. Um, and so, and it wasn't, I, I don't know if this matters, but I wasn't hot. Like I wasn't like burning hot. It was just like, I was scared to be scared. Like you don't even have the courage to be scared because that's scary. Mm. It was like very, it was just Being fear. Scared, wow. was scary to you. Wow. Um, I'm scared and to be scared because it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's reception. Yeah. It was just so bad. Wow. But so I started to go into this loop and pretty much the whole, almost everything of, except a couple things of the rest of this time of my experience, I was in a loop of reliving my entire life over and over again, but through the lens of God, I was able to see memories that i didn't even know were stored up in my brain um and to be honest i can't remember half of them like i can't remember half of the things that i thought i just know that like i was living my life again and i saw it all through the lens of god and i saw the ways that like he was there for me and he moved his hand and i didn't give him any credit because i just didn't pay the time of day to to do that and i didn't realize that it was god but really all along it was him and it was him like you know like you were saying earlier pursuing me and in every bad decision you know that i made he still just wanted me to want him and like seek him and he just was there for me but at that point like it was too late like i was already in hell um and yeah yeah mom uh, <laughs> whole life is just playing again and again and again because <laughs> right. um, you remember your birth mm I, I don't I don't no no that's okay no. I was just, I I was just wondering <laughs> I was <laughs> just like shots fired <laughs> no, uh, then that's crazy uh, so you basically thought they were gonna go up and then you go down and you go you know you into in this, this loop. loop and I remember like everything was so clear like I was confused I was scared but everything made so much sense. I know this makes no sense that I'm saying this, but it's just what it was. Like, right. I was like, wow, like, yes, you moved this way because you're real and you were seeking after me. And what they said at church was true. And I really should have not done that and, and done this and seeked you more. And, um, and I remember, like, sometimes during the loop, like, I would, I was never, I was never mad at God. But I did like, like I tried to call out to him, but I knew because of the knowledge of the things that I've heard in church and everything, I was like, it is too late. Like you're literally partying in heaven right now with everyone that is in heaven. You came and you're not listening to me. And I remember thinking, I was like, my family's probably all in heaven. Like no one's looking for it. Like no one cares for me. I'm here all alone. And there's nothing that I can do about it. Like it's too late. It already happened. Um, so you're another, talking about the rapture, the right because this okay. whole thing like i thought that jesus came oh wow right and you were like, left this behind how, like n i well maybe i just maybe i just died i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah because i i remember thinking i was like the lord came but i went to hell 
So, okay. so maybe not necessarily was it the rapture, but that was just my thought. There were like, you know, they know. I think that you guys know the type of person that I am. I overthink everything through through all of this. Like I was having my own thoughts. Mm. There were things that were happening, and I was like, "Whoa!" But I was trying to make sense of everything. Right, right, right. So you know, maybe I didn't get everything right, but this is just how I made sense of it in the time and okay. the things that I was like thinking when it was happening that's how I made sense of it I was just like you know like Jesus came and in that moment that's what I believed and I was like but wait I was supposed to go to heaven but I went to hell so maybe I just died okay gotcha gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> everybody's in the afterlife and you're the one that got left out of heaven. right that's uh-huh. that's okay. yeah that's where my mindset was at but in reality this. you were still in your friend's room yes and I knew and you were still very alive yeah and one of the thoughts that i had i was like maybe when you came like everything stays the way that it was i don't know why i had this thought Mm. but i was like i'm still in my friend's room and i knew that i was still in my friend's room so i was like maybe like this is hell like you just stay where you were at (laughs) right and like that's your hell like you chose to live in the world how you wanted to live live. so and you relive yeah that's that's a that's a pretty common ideology of what people talk about about hell you kind of some people say you relive your whole life over and over and over and over again really fast it, it doesn't stop other people say you relive the worst moment in your life over and over and over again others say you relive the moment that you died over and over and over again That's others say that you burn forever the thing is uh some people don't understand this about hell the bible says it is decreed for the man to die once and after this is the judgment why is this meaning that you can die like your body can die and scientifically speaking, there's a certain amount of time before your brain actually dies. So your body can stop breathing, but your brain is still active for about six minutes. I think that's what they say. But uh, all these experiences that people have had, if you go on YouTube and you search up experiences of heaven, experiences of hell, uh, what people don't understand is it's not that they actually go to heaven. It's not that they actually go to hell. It's that they experience a reality of hell or a reality of heaven. Bible says that no one has ever seen heaven. No one. Not yet. We're not we're not that the heaven is the mansions, the, the place that Jesus has prepared for us. No one has reached that point yet. Uh and hell, you can't attribute the pain of hell to nothing on earth. So if someone were to really go to hell, they will not be able to explain or compare that pain of hell with nothing here on earth mm-hmm. because it goes above and beyond anything our mentality can understand. So what you experience is a reality of hell that you can compare to something that you can say, oh, this is what I felt. This is what it's like. But at the end of the time, they always end with the, an explanation. It's much more worse than the way I'm explaining it. So some people felt burning. But let's think about it. Here on Earth, if you're burning alive, that's that's pretty bad. That's a yeah. pretty mm-hmm. that's pretty bad pain that's yeah. really bad pain yeah. so some people experience a reality of hell of somebody burning because that's the worst thing that they can think of that's the worst thing that they can compare it to but Wrong. other people have experienced it in a room just reliving that reliving that because for some people psychosis torment is worse than anything else in the in the world so for some for some, some certain people psychotic torment is worse than being burned alive because mm. it just relives over and over and over and over and doesn't stop and no one understands you no one gets your pain no one gets what you're going to because it's all in your head but that's that's interesting what you're talking about because of your experience it just falls in that other category i've heard the people of what i heard other people say you're reliving a loop you're reliving a loop and you kind of reliving a uh uh like you're seeing like oh i'm gonna go to heaven and then you don't go to heaven 
and then you're like okay so i guess i'm in hell so i guess the idea of you not going to heaven and that you you stayed well number one that you stayed from the rapture that you didn't go to the heaven and the idea of you thinking that you're in hell it was your torment and that was just there and it was just reliving and it was just looping and i guess that was the torment that you felt that this is what this is what hell is and that for itself i'm pretty sure scared you yes yeah so I, and uh, i think it shook you up and maybe you can speak about uh, about this i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you no done? go ahead go good yeah, yeah. you were done yeah, yeah awesome uh so i uh you can s elaborate on this but one thing that i did and noticed when i spoke to you which was that friday that you came home is that whether you didn't know whether or not you were still living yeah like yeah. in that moment or yeah like afterwards you were, afterwards you weren't sure if you were alive. yeah <laughs> Yo, when i woke up crazy. like i didn't know that it was over like i just kind of mm -hmm. woke up and i was like oh like so it lasted for days i would i would say it lasted long <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Weeks, days. so yeah. It, it was like it was almost like a shock of reality i guess like you didn't know whether or not like you were asleep or you were awake uh, because that's one thing that you kept mentioning too like you were like oh it's all real god is real jesus is real hell is real it's all real and like your eyes were like open and you kept looking at me and you're like you don't understand it's all real and then you got to a point where you were like i don't even know if this is real uh so talk to us about that like okay so you you know you're going in through this loop you when did it start like it said it's there more after what you just uh said not too long ago about you uh you know seeing this light every time you brush your your eyes you kept seeing light um what happened next like how did you get to the point where you didn't know what was real and what was if you were like dreaming or not yeah well i i really just relived that loop and that was most of the rest of the experience was based on me reliving that and i remember i was like so tired because i was conscious that like it was happening again. Like I knew that it kept happening, but every single time I had to feel all the feelings again and I had to feel like, oh, like I'm going to heaven. Like you were saying, like I felt that all over again, but I knew I was like, I'm stuck here. Like it's gonna keep happening, but I would scream again and I would freak out because I was like, oh, like Jesus is real, like again. And I would get the excitement and I would be like, I'm going to heaven. And then dang, that's crazy. Cause it really was like that. It was yeah. just a loop of me reliving everything that mm -hmm. happened. And, and, um, yeah. So after that, I have to go back to my notes. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't worry. We got professional editors. AKA <laughs> <laughs> me. G. G. Oh well, I guess it's just. G. I'm I'm curious to know how your friend reacted to all this. Yeah, I wonder. We, I, I, we I, haven't I, had the same relationship since. Like, if I've talked to her three times, it's a lot. Wow. But what about like directly after after you were like directly settled after she down, was sort of ish well she kind of just was she like freaked out like what left what yeah left the house and i was in her house and i waited for my mom and caleb like i called them um i remember i went downstairs and i waited for my mom and my brother um and they picked me up and i just sat super quiet i think i don't think i talked until i got home and when i got home i just asked my mom if everything was real like i just kept looking at her and i was like are we al are we alive <laughs> how did your, how your did mom, your mom say, was your not mom yeah. not concerned <laughs> mom my mom was very no concerned. your mom she would have been like looking at you she, crazy she ass. was and then um 
honestly, I, I think I felt really bad because I know that I really scared her. And she said kind of like what you're saying. She was like, you didn't look normal. Like, I don't know what was wrong with you, but that wasn't you. Um, and I would just ask her the same thing. And I told her, I mean, off from the start, I was like, I knew I had to tell everyone. Right. Um, because genuinely, like, okay, so when I woke up, I was just in my friend's bed. And I remember I looked at her um, and I was too scared to even talk to her. Well, I don't know if. There was a part, sorry, this is a complete side note between right, right. but there was a part where, like, I still can't make sense of this in my brain, but, like, she was, like, a part of it. Like, at some point, she said something to me, and it was, like, I knew that it wasn't her. I could see her. I knew that it wasn't her. But it's, like, she was torturing me. Wow. And whoa, I... Whoa. I don't know what to do with that. I didn't include that in my notes, because I really don't know what to do with that. But I just... And I, I asked her because I talked to her after all of this. She she came, I want to say like three weeks after. And we like went on a long walk and I basically, we were just like, yeah. It was a lot of silence. But I just asked her like if some of the things really happened. Um, and I asked her, you know, like what did I say? What did you hear? What was I doing? That's when I asked her like how were my hands moving? Um, and, you know, she just like told me some, some of the stuff. And she basically told me like she was like, I thought you were going to die. Like I didn't know what to do. You were crazy all i did was throw myself on top of you and i didn't know what was happening and apparently she's the type of person like it's fight or flight like she's just gonna freeze um and so i just remember her kind of being there in her bed and through when i was experiencing this like i remember feeling her fear and there were times where i would pause and i would tell her like it's gonna be okay don't be scared and she would look at me and she'd be like I'm not scared. Like, I know it's going to be okay. And I knew that she was lying. And I was like, no, 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 you're not understanding. You can't be scared. Like, it's going to be okay. Wow. But I didn't even want to tell her that. Like, I was saying those words, and I wanted to believe them myself. I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like, after I said it, I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, it's going to be okay. Don't be scared. Um, so, so yeah, but, yeah. What was your question? No, no, just how <laughs> she reacted. But, I mean, I, first, before you go further into that, like, so you you said you were just looping, looping. Uh-huh. And then was that kind of like the almost end of your experience before you woke up? Okay, and then your friend just kind of like leaves? Yeah, I genuinely, I don't remember how it ended. Like, I, I do remember that the pain kind of died down a little bit. And then I just woke up. Like, I was really just stuck in the loop. And I don't remember when it ended. Then I just woke up. Mm-hmm. So your friend, and then I she was, noticed you were awake? Yeah, so I remember she was in the bathroom when I woke up. And she had to do something with her brother. That's why she left. I should have said that. What time was this? It like, was in the morning. Well, I want to say it was like 8 a.m. But like I said, this started at like 2.36 p.m. And then from when I talked to her after, she said that everything ended until like around 5 30 like 6 like i was mm. good and like i was a, in her bed like a good three hours i don't know how i got in her bed because i was in the floor but mm. i woke up in her bed um and i remember i was scared of her and i was scared to like ask anything like who, who are you <laughs> i know that's so bad <laughs> who are but are you a demon <laughs> <laughs> um but for real <laughs> but for real though um <laughs> Because I was like, maybe, like, they disguise as the people that we knew. Like, they just look like the people that we knew yeah, on yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm uh-huh. stuck in her room, yep. and that's my hell, apparently. So. Yeah. The Nephilim. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
<laughs> don't mention those words. <laughs> <laughs> the video. He said aliens. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I feel like she shouldn't have left you though, still. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so well, no, that's crazy though. Yeah. Like that's insane. Um so, so then then you lose nausea you lose you lose kind the, of sense, the, of the sense of reality. Yeah. Yeah. So how did this like play out affecting oh. you? afterwards like the weeks and the months <laughs> guys i didn't write notes on <laughs> no yeah it's no which okay. is good i mean look i can i can clearly say because i was uh I, I could say i'm a witness of this because um it, right after what you got home thursday which is when your mom picked you up and then you came to church friday it happened thursday night and then into friday morning okay and so then, then that same you friday came she picked me up and i went to church, to church and she was freaked out yeah. When I told you that God prepared me like in my room for for you know to to, to deal with something like this, uh, he really did because um, I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, you know, I you, remember I was scared of you. Sorry. Oh this yeah, you were. Like, yes. Oh, were you scared of I like was everybody? scared of everybody. Like I was like, cause cause what if it was all a part of it? Like I genuinely didn't know if I had woken up or if this was just an extension of it. Oh wow. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Well, side note. Okay. So. You um. I guess the religious mindset of this could have been all oh, you did drugs. That's what you get. Yeah. That's what a legalistic theologian would say. Uh, you know, that's what you get. That's what you should have happened, you know, uh, and you condemn somebody. Um, I thought that myself. Yeah. That was but, one of the thoughts I had. I was like, Lord, I deserve this. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had it coming. So, I had it coming or this is my punishment for my action. In reality, uh, I, I think people don't understand what God punishment really looks like. If you look at the Bible, uh, some some of the, you know the punishment that happened to certain people that that actually got punished because of their you know um, shenanigans and because of the 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 way they um, they carry certain things. By the way, when God does punish in the Bible, it's more profound than just somebody not doing the right thing or the wrong thing. It's a lot more to it mm-hmm. uh, than just the right thing or the wrong thing. Some, some there's things involved that you know that potentially harm society and his creation that's why he flooded the earth because he needed to cleanse the earth right um uh it was more than just actions so when we talk about god's punishment sometimes it's you know it's not it's not it's not idle to the standards (laughs) i guess Mm -hmm. uh but it's more of a consequences so i could have bashed you and i could have said that's what you get you sinner for trying drugs what am I trying to get at is that, you know, to all my religious people out there, to all the youth leaders, pastors, if you're watching this, people are curious and they're going to try things. The last thing they need to hear is somebody telling them that they did wrong when in reality, they, if they're coming to you, they already yeah, know, they probably know. <laughs> that they did wrong. Yeah. So you need to extend grace. Yes um and take the opportunity for the holy spirit to use you and i think that um the prayer that i had uh in my room uh before that service and my wife is uh, uh, a witness of this that that 
Yeah, I had a, a great moment in, in actually in this room. Um, and uh, one of the things that, that was happening was is that uh, your grace is sufficient. You have opened up the way. That's what I kept saying um, in my prayer. And uh, it, it was just like an eye-opening of how Jesus opened up the way to the Father and how we have grace and mercy. So when I saw you, I didn't really see like, oh my God, you did drugs. How could you? I saw... This is an opportunity for God to establish the kingdom in this person's life. Because we had barely met. Like, you were fairly new to the mm. church. Yeah, two years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah you were really new to the church. Um, so, I see you. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I looked at you, and I immediately knew that there was something wrong because your eyes were wide as, I don't know, they were open, like, open. Like, they were, like, open like it looked like you couldn't <laughs> blink <laughs> it, it looked like you were forcing yourself to keep your eyes open and i was like fam blink for just a second uh but uh <laughs> yeah so it was it, it was noticeable that something did happen i set you down it, it was on the hallway um next to the exit door uh there were some car seats there we sat down uh, you started talking. You were all over the place. Um, I, I kind of started piecing things together. Then I talked to you. But then you couldn't uh, believe the fact that I was telling you that you were actually there in church. Were you telling people to, like, pinch me? Pinch me? Is this real? Kind of like <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. She, she kept saying, I don't know if this is real. But this is, like, a day after. And then days pass and weeks pass. And you're still in shock. Yeah. I mean, I remember just kind of staring at the wall all day long. At this point, I wasn't in school and I had just quit my job. No, that's a lie. I was in school. Mm -hmm. I was finishing the semester. And actually, if I didn't have good grades, I would have failed because I was unable to do my homework. I would literally sit and try to type and I couldn't focus. My brain could not possibly focus on anything else other than this and if this happened and just reliving it and trying to make sense out of everything and thinking of every single detail. And like I had said earlier, like I, I didn't feel hunger at all. I forcefully fed myself and sometimes I would feel so nauseous when I would eat, but I did it for my parents because they were home and I wanted them to like see me. But this was a little bit, you know, like maybe a week after because that first week I really ate nothing. Like I would just sit in my room and stare like all day and all night because I wouldn't sleep. And you went to a psychologist, you said? Yeah, but this yeah. was after, I want to say like four or five months. Okay. Wow. But because it's, it was still affecting you, or was it because it was because it was still yes. affecting you? Okay. How did your psychiatrist psychiatrist you said? Yeah. How did how did they approach that? Um. Well, I I did pick a Christian psychologist uh -huh. on purpose because I was like, they're probably already gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> so let me at least try with a with a, with somebody that might have a, a better understanding. The first time that I went, I didn't say anything because I was too scared because I thought she was going to think that I was crazy. And then the next time I went and I was like, well, I don't have anything to lose. If I really want her to tell me something and help me, then I'm going to have to share. And so I shared it with her. And um, I want to say she she mostly went to medical route. Um, and she did hear, you know, like the spiritual side of it. And she did like feed into that. And she was like, yeah, like, you know, God definitely uses um 
you know, experiences, to, to give people experiences, but she didn't really focus on that, and I didn't really feel like I got very much out of them, because ultimately she just told me that I was severely depressed for my age and severely anxious, and she tried to, like, medicate me, so I stopped going. Huh. I only went, like, That's five interesting. times. I don't, think, uh, I don't think that was because of natural causes. I think you were just, if you were severely depressed or severely anxious, it was because of the experience. But uh, I, I believe, this is just my opinion, I'm going to just state it. I believe you hit a point of the spiritual realm that you were not ready yet. And that's what caused you to go mayhem. Because uh, I've, seen, I've seen people that um, they see visions for the first time and they don't know what to do about it. And they can't sleep, they can't eat, they can't do nothing because they, they just don't know what to do with it. Hmm. Uh, until somebody comes and says, you know what, we're going to pray. And they begin to pray and they begin to fast. They begin to ask the Lord. And until the Lord actually reveals to them why it happened or what's the purpose of them, they find peace. Uh, and that's that kind of leads to a question. How did you find peace? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. How did you, like, navigate getting out of this, like, rut that you were in, this, like, loop? If I'm being completely honest, I still struggle with it sometimes. Hmm. I... I do feel better, but partly I think it's because of time. Um, and I do find, I find times where I, I just, everything comes rushing back. And I still don't have very many answers to everything that happened. I still don't understand why it happened. Because um, I feel like there had to be a reason. Mm, but now, and after, I, I want to say after a couple of months of me just sitting in despair, um, I started to just choose to trust God. And I was like, well, I don't know why it happened, but you let it happen, and I'm here, and I'm wake, awake another day, so I'm sure that you're going to use it in right. some way in the future. I don't know if I'm going to meet someone that maybe experienced something similar, and I'm able to connect with them. I don't know if in the future you're going to reveal with me what certain parts were, were for, um, but I'm sure that you know, you're, giving, you're, you're waking me up every morning, so I'm just going to trust that it's because you have a purpose for my life, and you have a reason, and I'm going to choose you every day and as i was seeking as i was you know trying to reread some of the stuff that i had written down when this happened and everything um what really mostly spoke to me was just that it's all a choice like god could literally stand in front of you and if you choose not to believe you're that's your choice you have free will in this side of heaven so i feel like that's when i think of the experience now what i mostly what i what i go to or not the reason that I go to, like, not, that's not my answer to why it happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's just something that I have clarity on because of the experience. Right. Um, yeah. So, Dude. like, you're trusting God, like, when those, when you kind of get those, like, moments where you, everything rushes back, you just, your trusting God kind of helps you work through those, those situations. Can I read what I wrote? Sure. Okay. okay. I do better with my, with my writing. Okay, so this is what I wrote. This is real, whether you choose to believe it or not. God is real because he is, not because there's a group of people that believe in him. He has a love in choosing to show us experiences that might help us with our unbelief or to push us closer to him. But that is not what makes him real. He is, he, is, he was, and he is to come with or without your belief or your following. 
it will happen because he said it will and he is who he says he is but at the end of the day it's up to you god can literally stand right in front of you in all his glory and in this side of heaven it's still your choice to believe it's still your choice to seek it's still your choice to surrender to him he will shower you with his love and forgiveness and all of his goodness but he will never force you he is available and he is always willing no matter what you have done been no matter your struggles but what are you gonna do about it because the gift has already been given it's just up to what you do about it now um um so that that's a great ending to actually to the whole testimony um so it's all about choice um and it's all about what you believe did that church help you at all in like being connected or staying connected with people um because i mean we we kind of had our conversations here and there and i think at one point you tried to record this um and then you sent me you sent me i think a, a rough draft about it um i think i told you to wait right or i don't know what i told i don't forget i think you told me that it was okay but then i i shied away because everything felt like it was so forced like i had to record it and i had to post it because if i didn't tell everybody i was going to hell right and that just made no sense in my brain i was like yeah we were trying to uh work through that um but uh i have a question so how did the church play a part did that help you at all going to the youth services going to the meetings seeing other youth or like or were you there and you were like this is fake (laughs) (laughs) if it wasn't because of the church i don't know how i would have made it okay um because it was really the one thing that i wanted was to go to church because i was like i know presence of god is gonna be there because i would struggle like i would just sit in my room and i would have these thoughts mm-hmm. i didn't actually like seek the presence of god gotcha i would just sit thinking about this over and over again so going to church was really what i mostly looked forward to at that time even though and i mean still um but <laughs> sometimes i felt like an imposter because i just felt like i was out of the group i was kind of just like standing there and nobody knew you know um but it was it was like I said, the only thing that I looked forward to, and actually I was thinking, just going back to that Friday, um, that day was a worship night, and oh, wow. I, I went to the altar, and I remember that I screamed like crazy that night. I don't oh, know if you remember. I remember that day. Oh, I was I, wondering. I, remember I went thing. to the altar, oh, I, and I, I was just, just like, like <laughs> laying there, and I was just like. <laughs> all of a sudden all of the youth got very spiritual somebody <laughs> just got exercise in here man <laughs> i'm just messing i'm just messing um but i went and i just kneeled at the altar and i just started repeating i was like you cannot let me leave here without knowing that this was you yeah and that's, this was real yeah jerry was like surrender you gotta surrender tonight <laughs> some of y'all need to surrender i remember just surrender just let it go (laughs) and there were little things that happened throughout like you know the after that just kept me going like for the christmas service i was doing so bad this was november and christmas like i mean the the next couple months were horrible (laughs) this was with Um, with the salsa sort of huh where we did the little participation for christmas no that was this year okay this was the The last one okay okay Okay. (laughs) um but it's when we had food and like the tables were all 
nice and circle yeah yeah and I just I don't remember what the preaching was about but I just remember that I started to pray and it touched me and I started to pray like God I'm going to stop looking for the answers I'm going to stop looking for the answers I'm just going to trust you I'm going to trust you and the pastor said that from the altar he was like I hear someone um like someone is telling God right now that they're going to stop looking for the answers and I feel chains being broken or he said something like that and just like little things like that would keep me like trusting and Mm -hmm. i was like okay i can't give up like i'm still waking up and i have to keep going and and i have i had the church and there were little things that would happen like we had kensley i would hang out with kensley and and i did share with her everything that happened and she saw my face too um and she knew that something was wrong with me and you know she tried to encourage me in in the best ways and and always tried to lead me back to the Bible. And just those were the things that strengthened me to keep going, even though when I wasn't surrounded by people and even when I was right next to people, I felt like nobody understood and I was so alone and I was so outcast of the entire group. But I just knew that, like, if I'm still here, I have to keep trying. Right. So that's that's what I kept doing until it kept getting better. Gotcha. Nice. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, no, um... And I think uh, one of the biggest challenges that you had is the questions. Yeah. All the questions that you had um, about God, about heaven, um, some about belief. I think some of the most obvious questions that you have is, like I had at the moment um, that um, I think you mentioned was... um, you know, how do I know if I'm doing the right thing? Um, and then you struggled a lot to speaking openly about it. So you being here is a and, and you being here and openly speaking about it is a, it's a big accomplishment and, and a huge victory. Um, because you had always that that barrier where you know you you kind of wanted to do it, but you felt you know, like it was not the right thing or it was like forced. Like uh, you really really didn't know how to tell people about it, but then at the same time you knew that you have to tell people about it. Um, I think it's you know, and then at the end of the day too, I can say that you completely changed because you were not the same Nayeli that I met at first after this experience. You were not like I mean I knew you and you were kind and nice, but then out, out of nowhere like you changed, um, and then you changed in a positive way because then you started getting intrigued by God, then you started serving, um, and you know you started doing ministry, which ministry can bring its challenges. It's, ministry is difficult. Ministry can bring you know um, stress. Ministry can bring obstacle, friction. Ministry can bring a lot of things, um, but. I strongly believe that because you had a personal experience and an encounter, not only during, but I, even after, I feel like you got minister in some of the worship nights. Because I don't think that was the only time that you screamed. I think it was two occasions. Was it? Probably. Um, so, uh, I remember this one time we were having a worship night and oh, the yes. presence of God felt really heavy. And everybody got on their knees and started praying. Um, I don't know if it was before or after you screamed. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was after. But it wasn't. But the okay. scream was very different from the second time. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a. It wasn't like a grasp of help. It was more like, "Woo, you're here." Uh, That's how I felt, and I was like, I felt the, I felt the heat. Uh, uh, and as soon as I felt the heat, I said, "Okay, God is capable of doing anything." So whoever screamed, I let it go. I was like, "Whatever." If somebody's getting a demon exercise, let it, let it happen. Prison <laughs> God is here. It was like, yeah. what's going on? But your scream 
your scream to me it didn't sound like fear it didn't sound like a help it sounded like wow god oh my gosh you're here like or like a deliverance yes. or like a awakening or a relief kind of like a thing um I, I think it's all it's all awesome and it's worth talking about it moral of the story kids don't do drugs <laughs> don't, don't do drugs and just believe that god is real believe that god is real it's somebody uh, somebody's telling you that uh, you know took the wrong choice the good way, yeah you know? just read the bible if fast will pray. reveal himself to yeah. you yep. and that will feel a lot nicer than having to experience something drastic right. yeah and i think that um look the bible can defend itself the gospel can defend itself god even like just go outside and just start asking the general questions how did it, th- th- all this happen like did two little marble walls like or two atoms really like pop and then everything just uh, exploded nice. out of nowhere what in the world and if that's how it happened he did that uh yeah but at the same time it's like you you it takes more courage to believe in that than to believe in a god that there's so many evidence that he is real like the bible the bible the god of the bible is real because of the evidence that has been found and the multiple testimonies i mean recent testimonies have been increased of jesus being revealed to people in india in in uh in you know all the middle eastern com- uh countries jesus is being revealed uh, you know, in, in in a bunch of you know people that don't know about the Bible, don't know about God, and then Jesus is being real to them. So there's a bunch of personal testimonies. There's a bunch of uh, archaeological finds and all of that. Um, at the end of the day, you have the choice to connect with God, and there is a way because Jesus made the way, and it's as simple as that. Jesus made the way f- to connect with the Father the trinity the holy spirit Amen. you don't need to go fast 100 days 40 days the sacrifice that you think that you need to make has already been done right for god so loved the world that he sent his only son yep so the sacrifice that you think that you you need you need to make it, it's you're made ba- ba- it based on work some people are not able to feel the presence of god because they think that they need to sacrifice something in order for them to feel the presence of god Mm -hmm. when in reality what you need is faith right because if you think that you need to sacrifice in order to feel the presence of god then you're doing it based on works on actions right when in reality you need to believe that god loves you so much that he gave his son to die for you so that you can have a connection. Once that really hits that Jesus didn't only die for your sins, but he reestablished your identity. He reestablished who you are in the eyes of God. He reestablished who uh, you are in the spiritual realm. He reestablished the way you enter the presence of God. Once you realize what truly Jesus did on that cross, then you will have a better relationship with god because you will know that god is able to manifest in every single second of your life yeah i know uh judah smith has a good sermon related to that i know he's a little controversial but he has a he has a good sermon about that about you know uh it's the video i played uh the last worship okay game, right? yeah. where, where you know uh, oh lesser uh people, no barabbas uh, yeah, 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 yeah. barabbas and like we tend to think oh you know jesus died for me and that's great but now i got to get myself out of this rut Right. Which is, you know, backwards because Jesus already did the work. Right. Like, he did. How can you think that you actually have the power in yourself? 
You don't do that. It's all in Jesus, and it's always going to be in Jesus' hands, and He already did the work. So we need to, you know, accept that and yeah, do it. Let Him choose to let Him do it in our lives. The reason why people don't feel the presence of God is because they have a they 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 are not able to believe in such a good God. It is a lack of belief and a lack of knowledge. Dude, when I literally, when I tell you that, um, so I went to a detox phase where I had to basically destroy a bunch of lies that I believed in God. And I think we did a Bible plan about like the lies of that we believe or something like that. Mm-hmm. We did a couple Bible plans. Um, and and we uh, like we worked through all of these things. Uh, and in reality, I was doing those those with you, and I was doing some some other ones on the side. Um, and I was, you know, I tend to study the Bible as we should. <laughs> but um, there's certain things that hit in the right time, and there there was that thing that hit me right when I uh, uh, you know had the first, I guess. Uh, interaction with you after that experience is the fact that it is so easy to get into the presence of god all you need to do is believe all you need to do is have faith on what jesus did and 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 you will see that he is real um but other than that as well there's so many evidence there's so much evidence of the creator um so yeah Yeah. uh don't do drugs it's seek God the right way because it's worth it. He's gonna give you wisdom. As a matter of fact, there's so much wisdom in the Bible that it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it it's you know wisdom for husband, wisdom for boyfriends, wisdom for men and women for kids. There's so much wisdom in there that it's um it's be it's 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 more than spiritual. It's it's a blessing. So pick up your Bible and start praying, start fasting, start asking God to reveal Himself to you and uh believe it uh seek him and he will manifest right yeah, amen uh, and, uh, heaven uh heaven is real hell is real as well is for real the book and book. um a lot of you that are watching this i feel like I'm, i don't know why i'm saying this but some of you are not going to make it to next year and you have to choose where you want to go you have to make a decision uh Life tomorrow is not promised, but the Bible says that those who believe, yeah, they're going to die physically, but they're still going to live. There's a lot of young people that you're making plans for the next years and you don't understand that you're not going to make it next year. And you got to take it seriously. Hell is real. Heaven is a real place, but hell is a real place as well. And all this all this shenanigan that this generation has created that. Hell is just uh, a place where you're just going to pass by, that you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to see friends, that you're going to be all right. No. All this all this foolishness that you're going to reincarnate, that you're, that everything just finishes and you don't see nothing else, or you're going to be in limbo, or you're going you're to be able to just fly around through the space or, or through the earth and your spirit is just going to roam around. It's all foolishness. It's it's all it's already decreed in the scripture, like we said in the beginning. It's decreed that mankind will die once, and after this is judgment. And that judgment is not okay. You can go to limbo. Okay, you can choose to relive another life, or you can reincarnate. Now it's either, son, you followed me, you believed in me, and you're saved by my, my by by my son's sacrifice on the cross, and you can get to heaven, or it's you didn't have a savior, you didn't have the 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 lawyer that fought for your case. There's nobody that paid for your sins because you chose not to believe in him. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. So 
don't take it lightly and sorry if i could just say all of it you said it's it's not to scare you because when i tend to watch these videos and people talk like that i realize like how real it is and it's yeah. like oh i all i feel is fear yeah but it's not to scare you it's for you to realize <laughs> that like in this moment right now when the video's over or right now before it's over you could just pause it you have the opportunity to choose to believe and to get into the presence of god right there wherever you are um so really it, it's a good thing because you have the opportunity right now it's not something for you to be all freaked out and okay what do i do now if this really is real um you have the time right now because you're listening to this right now yes so just yeah. choose to to dive into it even if you don't feel like you believe be honest with the lord and be like god like I don't believe, but please help show me, me you know, yeah. like yes. help me believe. Yes. Um, I don't want to seek you, but here I'm going to read this book that people keep talking about. And just please, if you're real, show yourself to me. And he will because he never fails and he keeps his promises. Um, and he will show himself to you because he wants you to do that. He wants you to seek him. He's waiting for yes. you to do it. He's been waiting for you. So go do it yeah, uh, because it's like the best thing ever, literally. But it, it it's your choice. He's not going to force himself. The yeah, love and love uh, the choice is you got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So it's yep. easy. It's, it's it's not complicated. All you have to do is do a prayer. And uh, the prayer consists of saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you came uh, and that you died and rose again for my sin. Um, that you died for my sins. And all you got to do is I repent of my sin. I turn to you, God. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along that line, as long as it's genuine, as long as you're, you know, confessing that Jesus is real and that He made the sacrifice and that you repent of your sin and that you turn to God, um, that is uh, sufficient. That is uh, faith. That is um, you testifying with your mouth that God is real. That Jesus is real as well. Amen. So it's yeah. it's not it's not overcomplicated. I do before we end because we're about to end. Uh, I do want to say that the transformation that I saw in your life was a positive after this experience, even though you might see it as rough, like the experience that you had uh, building up to it. But I see a young woman with uh, purpose. I see a young woman that is um, devoted to her church, devoted to blessing not only um, you know the, tr- the body of church, the youth, uh, but you've also blessed my daughter because you are involved in the kids ministry as well. Um, so you're one of the reasons why my daughter loves church a lot. Um, uh, so you are actively involved and you are actively pouring out to people. And at the same time, now you see why in times of need, it is important to have a community called church or some sort of community around you because there were people that helped you along this journey. You know, you mentioned one of um, one of our you know youth leaders in the in the past, um, and, and she was there to help you. I'm pretty sure there was uh, you know other people that gave you words like you know the pastor, uh, the worship nights. So. You know, never take in vain what you do for the church. Um, if you're a youth leader, if you're a youth pastor, if you if you serve in church, even opening a door, even giving somebody a hug, that can go a long way. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to end with this, saying that I have seen a transformation in your life, mm-hmm. um, like a complete 360 um, for the net positive. Um, so. 
it, it's it's been a blessing to see you know to see you progress to see you grow to you know get you out of the the shell because uh i'm not gonna lie i kind of put you in sticky situations sometimes <laughs> i know you're nervous <laughs> and i'm like hey you're gonna do this for the youth ministry or for the service prepare yourself uh, but you have stood up and you have had courage and you have done it um so you know It, it's awesome to see the power of God manifest and, and, you know, it's awesome to see the Holy Spirit at work at, you know, in somebody's life and through their process as well. But uh, we're about to end. Yeah. So um, this you, is kind of long, but uh, yeah, go ahead. We do go a little over, but really quick, like, do you have any final words, message, any final few words to say to the audience here before we wrap um, up? Well, I guess to you guys first. Thank Hold you up. very much. Cue the music. <gasps> Zoom. um no thank you a lot for giving me the opportunity to be here i didn't share this but i mean you know that um i after this happened i really felt the importance to like tell everyone and i've always wanted to make a video like i had this thing for like it just needs to be like a video and like everyone needs to know because we have technology and this is the best way that you could reach everyone that has a phone um So I just want to say thank you for the opportunity and it really means a lot that I was able to do this not by myself, that I was able to do it with, you know, people that are close to me and encourage me and were with me through the process, even if maybe you didn't know everything, but you, you did do something, even if <laughs> you no didn't idea. notice. <laughs> I um, have no idea. But no, that that's it. Thank you. And uh, see God, bro. I don't know what else to say. Like, you just... Seek God, guys. Seek God. Seek God. Seek God. Nothing else. <laughs> Literally, there is nothing else yeah. that matters. You're not going to take anything else with you. You're not going to take your dream car, your career, your family. It, it sucks, but it, it's... Salvation is individual. So, you do it. And, you know, it, it will come to, to yeah. the rest, to everyone that's yeah. around you. But just put God in the throne of your heart. There is nothing more important. There is nothing else that you could do that matters more because, yeah, that's it. So that's what I got. put God first, bro, yeah, and subscribe and like <laughs> and share. Uh, we're about to call it a night. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, sticking with us. Um, thank you share. for your support. Yep. Share. Um, yeah. Uh, God bless. Stay strong. I don't know if you guys ha have anything else to say, but I am out. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> See you. That's it.